Wow, just about time getting off the call, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Debbie, for putting those words and, and for that beautiful song. If you have your Bibles, uh, would you please turn with me to the book of Isaiah? The book of Isaiah, chapter 12. And we'll be reading the whole chapter. Not very long. So don't be alarmed yet. Isaiah is one of those uh, great books that. Uh, the Lord gave this man remarkable <coughs> vision, prophecy of our Savior, of Christ, of salvation. And uh, I can't help but wonder sometimes these men of God uh, like Isaiah, if he were here today and able to experience the one he wrote so much about. His writings are so enthusiastic, so full of his, his love and his devotion to God. I can't imagine what he would be like in a New Testament church. Amen? He would be overwhelmed. He would probably put most of us to shame with his enthusiasm as he experienced the salvation that he wrote about so many years ago. He only got to look forward to that. He only got to tell us about that. But now he's with the Lord in glory. So he understands it all now. But he didn't get to live it here like we do. What a privileged people we are. We just we just take for granted the, the great privilege of salvation that we have in Jesus Christ. So let's not take it for granted anymore. The title of this message is called that day. It's my prayer that this day will become that day for you. Amen. That day. Isaiah chapter 12. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my soul. And He is become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall you say, Praise the Lord. Call upon His name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Father, thank you for your word. Help us to cherish that day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In verse 1, Isaiah talks about that day. That day, uh, or, or, the, or the day of the Lord, is often associated with judgment or bad things that are coming down the pike for those who do not know Him. But here, it is, it is uh, about a future time of something great that we're going to celebrate. Amen. It's something great that he knew we would celebrate, and it's something great that has happened that we need to celebrate every day. Amen. A time in the words of Isaiah when the Lord turned away his anger and he became a comfort to us. Amen? Amen. A time when we are comforted by God. It's no accident that Jesus referred to the blessed Holy Ghost as a comforter. <laughs> Amen? So when you are comforted today, you are comforted by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God that dwells in us when we are saved. Amen? Amen. Amen. So it's no accident that he referred to the Holy Ghost as the Comforter. A day of salvation. A day of forgiveness. A day of reconciliation. A day the Lord washed away mine and your sin and filled us with the Comforter. Amen. (laughs) Christ in you, the hope of glory. That day, my friends, is the day 
of our salvation. Amen. 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 It's that day. Hallelujah. It's that day. A day to be remembered. A day never to be forgotten. A day that needs to be cherished and talked about often. Amen. When's the last time you shared with somebody that day? That day when you in, encountered Jesus Christ at an altar of prayer. That day when you met Him. That day when He saved you. That day when He comforted you. That day when the anger was turned away from you. When His wrath was turned away from you. And He did something for you. He saved you and He wrote your name in His book. That day is a day we need to cherish. That day is a day we need to remember. And that day is a day that we need to share. Amen. Amen. The day He not only wrote our name in the Lamb's book of life, but a day that He placed us on a pathway. That's called the straight and narrow way. Amen. Amen. He put us on a journey to where? To be where He is. Amen. A place where our Savior desires for all of us to make it one day. He wants us to be with Him. He said, I go away and prepare a place for you. And if I go away and prepare a place, I'm going to come back and get you that where I am, you can be also. That day provided that way. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and Isaiah wants us to celebrate that. Look at, look at the great at the great praise that comes from Isaiah's pen. A praise that is real. A praise that comes from his heart. A praise of gratitude. Our praise today is the praise that we have that should come uh, from, our, from our hearts. And, and we, our praise should be, well, I was once dead in sin, but now I'm alive in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! That ought to be a time of great praise and a time that brings a smile to our face. He has given me and you in that day eternal life. Amen. Amen. You don't get to make this stuff up. It's from the Word of God. John 10 and 20, 28. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, And I give unto them eternal life. Notice in this Scripture there is no if in there. He said, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. When do you get that? On that day when you meet Him, when He saves your soul. He said, they shall never perish and live. He don't stop there. And He says also, uh, He said, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. So He tells us on that day, I give you eternal life. On that day is a day you will never perish. On that day, you will be in my hand and no one can take you from me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If I don't bring a hallelujah to your lips, I don't know what will. This is a, that's a wild verse. I hope you all got it circled in your Bible. Look in verse 2 now. And he says, because of this, he says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust, and I will not be afraid. God is my salvation. Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. Amen. 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 He didn't know that name. Amen. But he, he does now, and we get to know it today. Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. He gave Himself a ransom for me and for you. His blood washes us white as snow. Amen. Amen. He redeems us by His blood. He is our salvation. And because of this, the Bible says, because of this, I will trust Him and I will not be afraid. Hallelujah. Amen. On that day, you get a lot, don't you? Amen. On that day, the day of your salvation, you get so much. He redeems us by this beautiful blood. The world can kill my body. Amen. We're all afraid right now of something. The world can take that away from you, but let me tell you what they can't take. They can't take you away from Christ. Amen. They cannot take you away from Christ. The world can kill your body, but it's only temporary. 
But my soul belongs to Jesus. I'm like the tree that's planted by the water. Listen to me. I shall not be moved. Amen. 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 It's high time that we take that attitude toward our life. That I am a tree. I am planted by the water. I'm planted by the water of salvation. And there is nothing in this world that can move me from there. Amen. Amen. That day, that day gave us a lot of stuff to look forward to, didn't it? That day gives us a lot of power. That day gives us a lot of praise. That day gives us a lot of testimony. That day gives us a lot of witness. And if there's one thing we need to testify about and witness about, it's about that day. And to tell someone else that today can be that day for you. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. It is that day, today and every day that we draw breath. That day is available to us. And he says, I will not be afraid. Amen. So he says, why? I shall not be moved. Why? <laughs> Let her go. She, does, she ain't bothering anybody. I'll hold her in a minute. She gets up there, I'll take her. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyway, he says, but why? He says, why? He says, Jehovah is my strength and my song. Y'all, when we made Jesus Christ our strength, when we make him our song, when he makes, when we make him the one that we look to for everything, when we make him the one we trust more than anything, when we look to him and we're not afraid of anything in this world anymore, let me tell you what. Yeah, that's who he is. He is our strength. He is our song. And he is our salvation. Amen. He is our salvation. Without Him, you have no salvation. Without Him, you have no comforter. Without Him, you have no power. Without Him, you better be afraid. Amen. 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 And we go through life just so nonchalantly. And I'm going to tell you why. We do that for a reason. We do that because we allow ourselves to be overwhelmed. We are so bombarded by this media and that media and this word and that word. We don't just hear it from our state. We hear it from our nation. We hear it from every country around the world. Woe is me. What are we afraid of? Who are we afraid of? Amen. Hmm. Amen. Look in verse 3. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. I want you to focus on this just a little bit. Because of this great salvation, because Jesus died for me, because He rose again on the third day, because He has saved my soul, with joy I get to draw water. Amen? Now don't, don't miss this. Look at this. I get to draw water out of the wells of salvation. <coughs> salvation is a beginning. It has an end. It has an end when you're with Him in glory. But between those points, God provides you something that we all need. He provides us a well to draw out of. He, he gives us a, a way when we're down in the dumps to come out of that dump. Amen. He gives us a way when, when we, our mind is all mixed up and we don't know. He gives us a way to get it back straight again. He gives us a way to draw water every day from that well of salvation. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. An endless well of water. I can keep on drawing. I can keep on filling. As much as I need, I can draw. When the world says something horrible's happened to you, amen, some of you have had some horrific things, health issues. Wait a minute, Doc. i got to go draw something. A horrible thing that your children, you find out your children go, wait a minute. 
I need to go draw something. A death in the family. I, I, wait a minute. I got to go draw some water out of this well of salvation. I can draw and draw and draw. Well, you can call it rededication. You can call it revival. You can call it anything you want to. But if you hadn't drawn from that well in a long time, it's past time. This day should be that day that you draw you a bucket of water that you can drink. And Jesus Christ promised this to the lady at the well. Remember what he said? I got some water to give to you that you're not going to ever thirst again. She said, give me this water. He's giving it to every one of us on that day. Amen. 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 The well. The well of salvation. Amen. We need to keep on being full. You know what? A lot of people say, well, I just don't feel as religious as I used to. Good. Because that ain't getting you nowhere and nowhere. But let me tell you what. When your relationship suffers, draw from the well. When your relationship suffers, go get a drink. It's provided for you. Anyway, you can get it anytime you want it. I can draw water from this great well of salvation. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you drew a bucket there? Huh? When's the last time that you just got on your knees and said, Lord, I need some more of that? Shame on us. You know, we got it in our head. Oh, it's just a one-time deal. Don't have to worry about that no more. Oh, yes, you do. I encounter people all the time, so I just, I've lost something. I don't know, I've lost something. I used to be so excited. I used to, I used to look so forward to, to working in the church. I, look, I just used to look so forward to coming to church and, and, and witnessing the people and telling, what happened? I, I lost something. <laughs> you just need to draw. Right. You need to get on your knees and say, Lord, you did it once, do it again. Fill me up. I need more. I need more. How much of Jesus can you handle? He'll give you all you can stand. How much do you want? Some people are just content just to have just enough to get you where you want to be. That's not God's salvation. God's salvation is to give you so much you can't hold it within yourself that you want to give it to somebody else. You want it to splash out on top of them. You want them to know who you are. You want you, them to know who He is. You want them to know. Amen. Yep. Amen. Amen. Come on. They can have it too. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many of you like it when you see a person get saved? Amen. You know what? We don't even realize what we're witnessing. You're witnessing the greatest miracle of all the world. There's no greater miracle. Not the raising of the dead. Not the healing of the lame. Not the vision to the, the blind. The greatest miracle on this planet that ever has been or ever will be is when a lost soul comes to Jesus Christ and he washes them white as snow and gives them the carpenter and the power to live and the ability to draw water from his well of salvation. That is the greatest miracle because that person goes from dead in sin to alive in Jesus. That person goes from a Broadway to hell to a narrow way to glory. Amen. The greatest miracle in the world cannot comprehend it. They don't even believe it. Nobody's going to believe it until they encounter him. You know, I got to thinking when I was reading this. There was James that wrote the, the book of James. Y'all know who that was? It wasn't John's brother. That was Jesus' brother. And the Bible said that they did not believe that he was the Christ until something happened. They encountered him after the resurrection from the dead. And buddy, when they encountered that Jesus, they knew he was somebody. Amen. That's the Jesus we got to encounter. If we don't encounter Jesus, then we'll die lost and die in our sin. Amen. Look in verses 4 through 6. And look again. He says, and again, and in that day, 
you shall say. When the Lord saves you, listen to what he says. In that day, you say, praise the Lord. In other words, when you get saved and he fills you with the Spirit, you can't help but praise his name. That means that some of us quit doing that a long time ago. Everybody don't just praise the name of the Lord. We need to learn how to do that. How do you do that? You draw a bucket. You draw from the wells of salvation. You draw from Him. And He gives you this ability and this power. But look at that. Not only do we praise the Lord, we call on His name. What a privilege. What a privilege to call on the name of the Lord. Now, y'all, we can boldly come before the throne of grace. Amen. 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 We can boldly come before the, the throne of grace. We can call upon the name of the Lord. His name is Jesus Christ. Oh, let me read you this scripture. I hope you mark this one in your Bible too. It's Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Listen to this. He says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient even unto death, even the death of the cross. Now listen to this part. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. It's the greatest name. The highest name, the most authoritative name that you can usher from your lips is the name Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And somehow or another, we're ashamed that somebody's going to think we're crazy if we do that. Amen. Wherefore, God hath also exalted him, given him a name which is above every name. Now listen to this, that at the name of Jesus, Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that, listen, and that every tongue confess. should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh, there's a name. That is above every name. Amen. He is the reason we have that day. Amen. He is the reason we can have that day today. He is the one that we can draw from. He is our well of salvation. Yeah. Amen. 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 Y'all, if you, it's a time. It's a time of, of dedication. It's a time of rededication. It's a time of revival. If there's ever a time we need that, and look at what he says when you call upon that name. Look at what you do. You declare his doings among the people. And you make mention that his name is exalted. You know what that means? You talk about him. You call that name out. And you tell people how great he is. What he has done in your life. What you have seen him done in the church. What you have seen him done at people at the bedside of dying people and at the bedside of sick people. What you have seen him done. You see, tell his doings and you mention that his name is exalted. Amen. 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 That's what it says. And then he says, goes on, he says, then you sing unto the Lord. Why? For he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. You know what? There's a lot of people that's lost their song. They've lost their joy. I hear people say that stuff all the time. Oh, I just lost my joy. I just lost my will. I just lost my desire. And it's almost like they want to have a pity party. 
Now, won't somebody just oh, it'll be all right. I just feel so sorry for you. Preacher. You know what? You need to just kind of do the opposite. Pick them up and kick them in the rear. And say, what you need to do is quit crying and start drawing from the wells of salvation. You need some redirection. You need some more filling. You need a, to redirect your life. Amen. You need revival. Amen. You need rededication. You need more of Jesus. Yeah. And you need to let him plant you without water. Amen. Because he is that water. Praise God. He, he has done everything he can do. And he's still doing. He's made a way for us all. But it's up to me and you to come to him. His invitation has never changed and it never will. It's always come to him. Come like you are. Bring everything with you. Bring it all. Bring the baggage. Bring the heartache. Bring the sadness, bring the disease, bring it all, bring the hurt feelings, bring it all to him. And he said, put it on me, and I'll carry it for you. Yeah. You can't get a better deal than that, can't you? Yeah. But you know what? It's almost like we don't want that lifted. Some of us love drama. Yeah. What would we whine about? God didn't call us to whine. He called us to glorify Jesus Christ. He called us to sing. He called us to praise. He called us to call on His name. He called us to tell people about who He is and what He's done. We have something to give this world. Amen. And it's something the world desperately, desperately needs. Well, how do I start giving? Get you a bucket and draw from that well. Rededicate, rejuvenate, refill. Amen. Revive. Yes. Get how many of you remember the day you got saved? Amen. How many of you remember how you felt the day you got saved? You know what? There's not a reason why we can't feel that way every day. That's what Christ can do for us. Amen. Isaiah knew that. Y'all, there's another thing. You, a lot of people think, well, and I'm fixing clothes. A lot of people think, well, you know, that's fine and dandy. It says at the end of that that this is, this, uh, this is for uh, Israel. The Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee, talking about Zion. Guess what we are? Guess who we are? <coughs> I found this this week, too. Jesus had just performed a miracle. The, the, the Pharisees were questioning him. They set him up. He walked into their synagogue, and there was a man with a withered hand there. And they walked in there, and they didn't say anything. They put this man there on purpose to see what Jesus would do on the Sabbath day. They wanted to trout our Lord. <laughs> and he knew what they were thinking. And he said, uh, he, he said, uh, you know, there's a man better than a sheep. He told him, how many of you, if you had a sheep fall in a pit, wouldn't go out there on the Sabbath and get him out? Anybody with common sense would know you'd do that. Yeah. And he said, how much more important is this man than, they, than a sheep is? And he says, but uh, wherefore it is lawful to dwell on the Sabbath days? Then Jesus, then saith he to the man, stretch forth your hand. He didn't touch him. He just told him to stretch it out toward him. And guess what happened? A whole solid hand. Now these Pharisees knew this man. These Pharisees knew he had a withered hand that he couldn't use. They saw the miracle. But you know what their reaction was to that miracle? They didn't want the miracle. They want Jesus to fail. Amen. Amen. And the Pharisees went out and held a council against him how they might destroy him. Well, that sounds like a bad, ugly story, doesn't it? Except Isaiah, the same prophet we just read about, had made another prophecy later on. You know what that prophecy was? That those people would reject Jesus 
And by their rejection, he would do something else. Do y'all know what that is? Brother Steve, he turned us grungy Gentiles. And in the same scripture, just out of nowhere, look at listen to what this says. But Jesus knew what they were planning, so he withdrew himself from thence, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. <laughs> he showed them. You think that was something? I think that healed everybody following me, and he did. And he charged them that they should not make him known. We take that to heart. They didn't. When he did that for them, they went and told somebody. That's what we're supposed to be doing today, by the way. But let me let me get past that. But it fulfilled a prophecy, and it was a strange one that it fulfilled. It almost don't even fit here. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, "Behold, my servant, whom I have, whom I have chosen, my beloved." in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. <clears throat> now this is what happened when these Pharisees decided to destroy him. It was the beginning of the fulfillment of the Gentile prophecy where we would be a beneficiary of their rejection. You know what Jesus said when he walked into Jerusalem in his triumphal entry and they said, make them quit praising you. Remember what he said? If they stop, the stones will do it. Well, he didn't use rocks. He uses Gentiles. That's us. Amen. And he shall not strive or cry, neither shall any man bear hear his voice in the street. He's not going to make a big show. A bruised reed shall he not break. He wouldn't hurt a fly. And smoking flax shall not quench till he <coughs> send forth judgment unto victory. He was going to be this man until he died on the cross because that's where victory came. Victory came not just with the death but with the resurrection. Amen? Amen. Amen. And in his name shall the Gentiles trust. You remember what Isaiah said in chapter 12 while ago? about those who behold God is my salvation, I will trust. That's who we are. Let me ask you a question. Do you know Him? Do you know Jesus this way? Has He saved you? Do you draw from the wells of salvation? Please come. We just stand. Once again, thank y'all all for being here. And uh, I just don't have a whole lot of scriptures tonight. I got four. So if I go ahead and get uh, four scripture readers, get your hands up, and I'll get you taken out. Brother uh, Jeremiah should do. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll spit it out here in a minute. Psalm 118, verses 14 through 17. Three more. Who wants one? Okay. Vicky, uh, John 14, uh, 4 and 14, excuse me. You got the, you got the short one, I'm Melissa. John, John what? John 4 and 14. Okay. <laughs> Melissa, do Psalm 100. That sounds long, don't it? Got one more. Who wants it? I'll take it. Okay, Peggy. You get to do all of Psalm 1. <laughs> Whole chapter. All your. I like to pick on Peggy. It's just six verses, so anyway. All right, so we, we talked this morning uh, about that day. And I love what Debbie said a while ago. Because of who, who Christ is and who we are in Him, on that day we talked about this morning, the day of our salvation, everything opened up to us. We have access to glory. We have actual, Brother Todd, access to the throne of God Himself. We have been given all that we need, not to do great in this life, 
but to get ready for that life. Not to stay here, but to go there. And look, y'all know, life is life. Amen? Amen. Life is life. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be uh, sickness and disease. There's going to be death. There's going to be weeping. There's going to be mourning. There's going to be times when you feel good. There's going to be times when you feel bad. There's going to be times when you like people. And there's going to be times when you don't like people. But he gives us this way called the comforter that we are supposed to be able to control those things. Yet even with that great gift, He's also given us a way, Brother Gary, because we always just don't control those things. Because sometimes we fail despite having the power of Christ in us. So he gives us something else. He gives us his precious blood. And the, and the gift, and you don't look at it as a gift, but it is the gift of confession. That when you tell him what you've done wrong, like he don't know it, he don't care that he knows it. He wants you to tell it. And then he can forgive you and cleanse you and start you back on your way. Isn't that a great God we serve? And we learned this morning that he, he's given us a well. Calls it the well of salvation that we can draw from. Amen? We can draw from it every day if we want to. We can draw from it several times a day if we want to. We can, we can face Satan, a shriveled up coward, and go to that well and come back with the full armor of God on us. And that devil will shake and shiver and say, where in the world did you come from? You just crawled out of the well of salvation. Amen. And you got a shield and a sword and you're awesome. Amen. But you're not, you're not the one awesome. The God that dwells in you, the one that gives you the gift, the one that gives you the power, the one that gives you the armor. Because see, the devil recognizes who that armor belongs to. Amen. You remember when uh, when David went to fight Goliath and he was dressed up like a little shepherd guy and Saul, head and shoulders taller than everybody else in the, in the land, took off his armor and stuck it on that kid and it just, whoa. You know what? That's kind of the way we look when we put the armor of God on us. Amen. It's just way bigger than we need. It's way bigger than we can handle, but he helps us to hold it. He helps us to, to use it. And better than that, Satan recognizes it. And all he can do is throw darts at us, amen? That's all he can do because that armor protects us. We have a great God, and we can draw from this power anytime we want to. Well, a lot of the power results in something else. A lot of our trust in God results in something else. A lot of our faith in God, a lot of our lack of fear of things rejoice. We can rejoice. You, you just don't, can't overstate what rejoicing means to God. I tell you what, you look up the word rejoice in a concordance and see how many times the Lord tells us to rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Why? We've got something to rejoice about. Amen? we got a Savior that loves us, that supplies every need, that comforts us, that does all of these things, empowers us, and He's going to come get us one of these days. Amen. And that makes me happy, don't it, you? Amen. I was sitting there this morning. Uh, it was uh, cloudy. Now, and I tell you all the time about my window that faces the east. And I'm sitting there looking into the eastern sky and thinking, boy, we'd like to see that sunrise. And all of a sudden, the, the cloud just kind of parted. And guess what happened? There was a, a brilliant light that just <clears throat> shot out at it. And I'm thinking, hallelujah, wow, a glimpse of what it's going to look like Amen. that day. Amen. He's going to come. The Bible, and, the, and the whole time I'm looking at that, I'm thinking, he's going to come, the Bible says, in the clouds of glory. Amen? Yeah. He left in a cloud, and he's coming back in one. He presented himself to Israel in the Old Testament in a cloud, and we're going to see him that way too. He's going to come back in that cloud, and he's going to get us. 
And I like to think about that, don't you? I, I, I like to think about that. I like to look up. I like to think my redemption's getting nearer, and it is. It's nearer today than it was yesterday. It's nearer tomorrow than it is today. Every day we're closer. We just don't know when. You know, Brother Gary, that you talk about that morning sun like that. That comes in through our, we don't have drapes on the back of the house because we only got woods out there. And that sun comes up so bright that usually I'll get up and I'll go mess around in the kitchen or do something else for about 10 minutes till it gets on up above there. Because it's so bright, you can't sit there. And I can't even imagine how bright it's going to be when he comes back. That's right. It's going to be brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it Amen. When you, when you think about the, the Mount of Transfiguration, there was a glimpse of his brilliance. He was so bright. He was so white. The light was down on him. The disciples couldn't understand to look at him. Amen. It's going to be a brilliant light. But he tells us that we, we need to rejoice. And that rejoice, what does rejoice mean to you? <coughs> It means to celebrate. What does celebrate mean to you? Get excited. To get excited. And when you get excited, what do you do? You I'm so excited. Yeah. Is that what we do? No, when we get excited, we get excited and kind of giddy all over, don't we? Don't you? Bubba, do you ever get excited? Occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get giddy all over when you get excited? He latches onto a big catfish. I, I, I can't imagine. Well, I'm going to tell you what, when I get excited, I get excited all over. Amen? The good, the bad, and the ugly. But you just can't help yourself when you get excited about something that really means a lot to you. So for us to rejoice, means that we get giddy all over for what? Because of Jesus. Amen. Giddy for Jesus. That'd make a good t-shirt, wouldn't it? Nobody know what they're talking about but us. But anyway, giddy. I think we got, think we got giddy this morning when that couple joined the church. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they got pretty giddy too. Amen? Amen. And Brother Gary, you know, it's so important that when we rejoice and we celebrate and we're doing all these things in the good times, we're building a habit. Yes. So that when those bad times come along, we know we can go to the well. That's right. And the joy just spills out of us. Amen. Amen. And, and you know what? The Bible teaches us that our rejoicing and our joy <coughs> is even in those times. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Amen. And, and you, can, you, have to, you have to know him. You have to have a relationship with him to know what it is about him that will make you rejoice in a horrible time. Amen. It's like that song, I don't know if you remember it, No Tears in Heaven. It's called about all sadness will be glory someday. Yeah. Because there's no tears in heaven. Uh, well, there are, but they're on the bottom. No sorrow is given, but uh, all will be gladness in that day. Amen. I have that perfect definition. You what know, is today, today is the anniversary of Floyd died. And that rejoicing, you even in sorrow, <laughs> when... Floyd opened his eyes and smiled and let out that last breath. That was that was rejoicing. Amen. In a sad occasion. Amen. That Amen. Was, you know, we, we see or have read where people that had the out of body experiences and said they went to heaven and saw Jesus and all this. They got family back back on earth, but they don't want to come back. <clears throat> you know? Mm -hmm. We wouldn't want them to come back to us. No. But they, you know, they sit back. But if we wanted people to leave heaven and come back to us, we wouldn't think much about heaven. No. No. Man, I wouldn't do that to anybody. <laughs> you know, our work is to go where they are, not to bring them back to us. Why do they want to come back here for? They're going to have to die again. No, no. Let's go to them where we don't ever have to worry about that time again. And that's why we can rejoice in those horrible, sad times to know that my Redeemer has my loved one. I don't have to worry with them anymore. There's no pain, no sorrow, no aching, nothing to worry about anymore. He's with Jesus. She's with Jesus. They're with Jesus. Amen? My dad, was, he, 
Well, he said he died three times. I don't know if it's three times, but he did. He had five percent chance to live, and he died. But when he, I was standing over when he come woke up after about two weeks in a coma. He says, "What am I doing here? I was in heaven." He said there was children playing, and there's yellow, yellow, and red roses everywhere. <laughs> and uh, he, he was wondering. He, he said, "I may not can get back. I want to. <laughs> I just want to come back." Amen. Amen. But we need to remember that. We need to be reminded of that. I, I'm a silly for sappy shows sometimes. And I was crying like a baby last night watching an old silly show. And what it, what it was, a man was dying. And his friend came to sit with the young man's adopted son. And the friend told him, he, he, he said, I'm not ready for him to die. He said, I'm not ready for him to die. I want him to stay. His vitals are, are good sometimes. And that guy looked at him and he said, his vitals are only good because of you. He knows you don't want him to go. And he loves you. He said, but let me tell you something I learned. He said, you don't have a right to keep him here because he's going to a better place. That's right. So you have to come to terms with that and go tell him it's okay to go. And I'm sitting there squalling because I had this conversation with my mother. And you just get so tired of seeing them hurt yeah. and sick. Yeah. And you just tell them, go. Go home. And they do. Go dance with Jesus. Amen. I can't wait to the day I dance with Jesus. Amen. Rejoice. Because they have a place to go. Because they have a Savior that's redeemed them. That they have a Savior that's saved them. And has got a place for them. Welcome. Plenty of room for everybody. Anyone who wants to go. My brother said praise the Lord was his last word. He did. <laughs> I love that. When we were at his funeral, they shared that. That was his last words. that he said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord ought to be on our lips every day. Amen. Amen. All right, let's look at these scriptures. Let's talk about rejoicing. The voice of rejoicing in salvation. Jeremiah, you got Psalm 118, verses 14 through 17. The Lord is my strength and song, and has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. I picked that verse 14 because it was in the scripture in Isaiah this morning that we read. You remember that? The Lord is my strength and my song and has become my salvation. It was the exact word that Isaiah had in, in chapter 12 this morning. And Psalm may have already been written when Isaiah uh, wrote his book. He may have gotten that, that very line from the song or a song that he heard. Amen? So rejoicing is 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 that. It, it's a song that we have. It's a, it, it's a, it's a, knowing that the Lord is our strength makes us want to rejoice, makes us want to sing. And then it says the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. Amen? It's not only in the church, y'all. Listen to me. You are the temple of God. You are the tabernacle, the dwelling place that God exists in. And your voice, because of that, should always sing to His glory. Amen? And because He's there, you are righteous. Amen? Without Him, you can't be righteous. But with Him, you are. And so it says that, uh, that the, the voice of, uh, of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. That means it's in us. Amen. And it says the right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. We need to, uh, our part of our rejoicing is to tell how great and valiant our Lord is. Hey, y'all, he is a hero. <laughs> hey, the world's looking for heroes. Did you not know that? 
There ain't one better. As a matter of fact, he's the only hero of the world. Amen. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. That means we're supposed to lift him up. He lifts us up and we're supposed to lift him up. We're supposed to set him higher than anything in our lives and anyone in our lives. He is to be exalted, raised up, glorified, honored. Amen. That's who we're supposed to be. And he says, uh, the right hand of the Lord does valiantly. He is to be exalted. And then he says this, and I shall not die. Amen. Amen. Now, that is something that we can rejoice in. Yeah, we're going to die in this life if he don't come and get us. But never again. Amen. Adrian Rogers used to say, uh, uh, born once, die twice. <laughs> Born twice, die once. Amen. We got to be born again, and then we He has given us the promise that we'll never die. We read that in uh, chapter ten of Saint John this morning. What He said that you'll never perish. What He said, I'm gonna give you eternal life. You will never perish, and nobody will pluck you out of my hand. That's what He said. If Christ said it, I, I just believe that, don't you? Amen. I have people all the time say, well, that ain't what that means. Well, argue with the Lord. He once said it. I didn't. I'm just repeating after him. Boy, that puts a, that's hard to argue with, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, some people just can't understand the meaning of that. They don't want to. No, they don't want to. But that is, this is the voice of salvation that, that we should rejoice that way because we're not going to ever die. We're going to live. And that order calls us to want to declare, the Bible says, the works of the Lord. Now that don't mean we just tell people what Christ has done. That means we exalt him by doing the works of the Lord. Amen? Remember the scripture from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We're created in Christ unto what? Good works. So we do the works that Christ has left for us to do. And don't you think, you know what? He's left us a lot to do. There's a whole lost world out there. You know what he's left us to do? Tell them about him. That's a big job, by the way. Can't never get it done. All right, Sister Vicki, you got uh, John chapter 4, verse 14. Would you read that for me, please? Chapter 4, verse 14. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Amen. Now we mentioned him talking to the woman at the well. This is what he said to her. This is the, the, the where we draw water from the well of salvation is what he's talking about here that, that Isaiah told us about this morning that he prophesied that there's going to be a well. It's a well of salvation and you can draw from it. How many of y'all ever drew water from Amen. a well? Amen. How many of you ever got real good at, uh, at uh, you drop that bucket down and you let it just hit and it hits a little slack in the bucket and then you'll see it tighten up like a fish is done. Do you know what that means? The bucket's full. Amen. And you always had this, uh, this, uh, this board or a tube before that was uh, attached to the post next to the well, and boy, you'd draw, what would you do? You'd loop that rope on you'd draw it so you didn't have to pick it all up and it wouldn't make a mess. Yeah, I'll never do that. And when you got that bucket of water up there, it was so cool and cold. That Amen. Tin dipper. Oh, that tin cup. Yep, we had a dipper hanging there. I always love that kind of water. Amen, it's always good. But he, he says, he was telling this woman, he said, I'm gonna give you this water he said, "This uh, whoever drinks of this water, this is the whosoever will part. Uh, whosoever drinketh of this water that I shall give him will not be thirsty again. Amen. That's what he says. And he said, but the water that I shall give him shall be a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So we have a, a water in us the, from Christ. It, it's symbolic, it's not real water, but it's a, it's a symbolic of him being in us. And we're supposed to 
splash out. Y'all get that impression when you read that? That you're a well of this water, you're a well of salvation, and this water is springing up in you. Amen? It's springing up in you. What it's doing? It ought to gush out at you. Amen. We ought, to, we ought to be full of this water. And, and this, uh, the, the water that Christ gives us is, is everlasting. And we can continuously resupply it. It never runs dry. Amen. This is the water that, uh, that comes from the well of salvation. All right, Melissa, you've got uh, Psalm 100. Would you read that for me, please? <clears throat> Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Okay, so he, he starts off in, in this psalm that we hear again, a joyful noise. And that's what we get to saying. Somebody says, I can't sing. And everybody say, you just make a joyful noise. That's, this is where this comes from. The joyful noise unto the Lord is, is, is an outward expression from your lips that, that rejoices in It don't have to sound pretty to nobody else, but I'm going to tell you who it does sound pretty to. When you're doing it in the right, for the right reason, the Lord says, oh, listen to that. And somebody says, that? That's awful. You know, no. But li listen to his heart. And, they, and he hears the heart. Not the words. He don't hear your off-tune or off-key. He hears the joyful noise because it's coming from a heart that he dwells in. And he says, wow, that's my, my child right there. And then he says, now listen to me. You're not supposed to come to church. And you're not supposed to go visiting for the Lord with a sour look on your face. I'm going to tell you, I, I get tickled. I wish all of you could just come up here and preach one Sunday and look it out here. There's some people <laughs> that, boy, they get this look on their face. I'm thinking, what's on their mind? Amen. What are they mad about? Brother Gary, that's real bad if you go into the hospital room looking like that. <laughs> yeah, you walk in there to somebody's room and look at them and go, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to visit, you won't kill them. Anyway, he says, look at what he said. He said, don't serve me that way. Serve me with gladness. That's right. You don't have to serve God. You get to serve God. Amen. So you're always saying that. I get to do this in the Lord. And then he said, come before me, not snarly, not look like you're eating green persimmon or chewing green pine straw. He says, come to me into my presence singing. Mm -hmm. That's what he says. He says, come that way. Know you that the Lord, he is God. That ought to make you sing because you, know you know God. You know him. It is, the, he, it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. Mm, amen. Woo! I like that, don't you? Now, if you're his people, you're the sheep of his pasture, you're going to be glad to be in his presence. You're going to rejoice in his presence. And you're going to sing and you ain't going to help yourself. Amen? I ain't getting much response out of this. <clears throat> okay, that's something? what he says. Can I say something just a little yes, bit? Yes, sir. Just jump in there. The one part of the verse said, The Lord, He is God. Who's He talking about? He's talking about Christ. He's talking about Jesus. <laughs> this is David talking about Jesus. Amen. My Lord is God. That's right. And, you know, people need to understand this is the Old Testament. Mm hmm. Talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'll shut up. You know, David's the one that said, My Lord said unto my Lord. There you go. <laughs> he knew he about did. the Lord he and knew. the Trinity he of God. He, he knew did. those things. He knew who Jesus was. Amen. Now, look at this. How are you supposed to come to church? Listen to this. 
Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. And be thankful unto him. Debbie, what did you say this morning? Oh, when he, we come into his house. Of him, when we come into his house, anywhere that we are, yeah. that we get to hear about Jesus. We should Amen. be anxious to come here to hear about him, Amen. to enter into his presence. Yeah, but you said something else. Some people come like, oh, it's funny, man. Yeah, I are. look at it as a duty. And I really like something you said about that preacher. He's going to preach till 15 after 12. You know? <laughs> I just won't let it go, will you? Hey, as long as people keep going to church, we'll do it that long. Okay, right. girl? Amen. But he, she, he said, be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth. Listen to this. To all generations. He's the Lord our God and He changes not. Amen. And every promise in this book is ours, old and new. Amen. 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 It's all for every generation. One more and we'll quit. Alright, Peggy, you get to read the whole chapter one. Now we done something about the tree uh, by the water, so she's fixed to read it for us. Psalm chapter one. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the river of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are the light chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. He tells us pretty bluntly, doesn't he? He knows the difference between the righteous. He knows the difference between the ungodly and the righteous. He knows who belongs to him. And look at what he starts off with. He said, blessed is the man that what? Walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. That's who God does not want us to be. Amen. Don't tell me you can get off the porch and run all night with the dog and come in and lay back on the porch and you ain't got tips on you. <laughs> Don't tell me that you can get saved and just go off and live like you want. The scripture don't say that. You're not going to be blessed living that way. You can't be blessed. He can't bless you that way. He wants our delight to be where? In the law of God. In the word of God. In obedience to the word of God. Amen? And he wants us to think about his word how much? Day and night. That's pretty, that's pretty much 24 hours a day, isn't it? He said, he, yeah. He said, I want you to, to, to uh, uh, meditate in this law, in this word, day and night. I want you to think about it. It's kind of like meat. If you're preparing a meat to... Um, make like beef jerky or or um to grill something on the grill you want to marinate it in the flavors that you want it to taste like and god wants us to marinate in his word amen he does well yeah i've heard <coughs> say, uh, well i don't i believe part of it i don't believe all of it or say the man wrote the Bible. You know, and, and I, I've read where the Holy Spirit inspired these guys to write the Bible, and they prophesied year, hundreds of years before Jesus came and was crucified and what's going to happen. 
Well, he didn't inspire just parts of the Bible. This was all God's plan through, you know, the Bible was God's plan and he inspired every writer in there to write the Bible. Every bit of it is God's word. Amen. The greatest revelation we have of God is the word of God. That's right. The greatest revealing of God and who Christ is, is the word of God. We have to stand on it and know it's absolutely true. Amen? The people that wrote the Bible didn't just think it up and, and write the Bible. <laughs> it didn't come from them. It came from the Lord. It was inspired. Just like John 1 and 14, and the Word was made flesh. That's right. That's right. No man has ever had that much wisdom. No. It's in that and you know what's amazing is these people, some of them lived hundreds of years apart. Yes. And, and they all, didn't even have each other's writings at that time. And it all comes together. Yeah. Perfectly. And it just all comes together. It flows. And he says if we do this though, he makes us a promise. He said if you'll just do this and know this word, meditate it on day, day and night, you're going to be like that tree planted by that river of water. Amen. Amen. You're going to be strong you're going to stand when the rest of them fall because you're rooted deep and you have plenty of water to Faith. grow. Faith. Amen. You've got it. It's all there. He said you're going to bring forth your fruit, and we are to bear fruit, by the way, in his season, but our leaves shall never wither. That means there will never be a shortage of water in our lives. This is the well of the water that he told, told us about that he's going to give, that you'll never thirst again. You're going to be like that tree, and you're going to stay green. Amen? Because you're going to have what you need to survive, to function. Amen? And then he goes into the ungodly. We're not going to get into all that. But let me tell you what. I want to be those that, that do his will. I want to be the one who stands and is rooted by the river. Amen? Don't you? Because those people are the righteousness of God. The ungodly is going to perish, but the godly is going to live forever. Amen. Would you stand?